Faith, love, integrity, courage. Four key values of great leaders all around the world. I'm Phil Swanson, and I'm on a mission to bring you leaders from all walks of life and arm you with the tools and mindset to lead effectively in whatever you are called to do. Are you ready? Because it's time to go lead everything. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of GLE. Man, I got a good one for you today. We got uh, an interview today. We're back doing interviews. It's been a while. We've been doing a lot of real truth. We got two show, show formats here at GLE. One, I like to share some real truth with you. So I do some solo episodes from time to time. Used to do mostly interviews, and I'm getting back to more interviews heading through 2023. So kicking off the interview in 2023, I got a great guest today. So be excited for that. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe to the show, share the show. You know, this show only grows off of organic word of mouth growth. So really appreciate if you get value from GLE, go out, share the show so other people can get value too. And, uh, you know, if you only watch on one platform, if you really appreciate the show, feel free to go follow some of those other platforms as well and just show the appreciation. You know, that's how, that's how you basically say thank you for all the work we do here and to my guests for their time here so other people can see what they're doing too. So I'd appreciate that. And we'll roll right in. On today's show, I have a business advisor. He's actually a friend of mine. We met in a men's group called Redwood. They do some pretty cool things. And um, we were talking the other day, we were catching up and he was giving me some, you know, some business advice and we were talking through some of our strategies and systems and things. And we were like, Hey man, we, we really need to do an episode. So I'm thrilled to have this guy here today. He helps business owners save time and attract ideal customers through some proven end to end systems that we're going to hear a little bit about. He's a visionary entrepreneur with a heart to serve small business owners. Entrepreneurship is in his blood and, uh, He's began his career professionally selling with Fortune 500 companies. He's consistently a 1% club uh, seller, seeing gaps in the market. He ventured into running a video marketing agency, which I'm excited to hear his early entrepreneurial days and some of the things that that he learned through those years and, and lessons he learned. And now, you know, he's uh, using his business expertise to really help consult, speak, align software and digital marketing solutions to really successful founders, you know, all sorts of different types today. So thrilled to have my buddy Donovan Yang on GLE today. Donovan, welcome to GLE. My man, Phil, thanks for that long introduction. I appreciate it. Um, it, it. A lot of energy, man. I love it. You know, being here, it's been a while too. I used to be on a lot more podcasts, a little more active on my social. And I said, you know what? Did COVID make me a little shy like a turtle? Now I got to go out there. And uh, have some conversations again, right? Go out to the community, whether it be online, in person, and just really see how I can bring my expertise, right, to the marketplace. Because uh, even being on this this platform with you, which I appreciate on GLE, um, it, it's it's going to give me a voice to really talk about a lot of things that I've seen, in, especially with small business owners, right? How do they? How did business owners? stay in business during COVID and what happened to the ones that didn't, right? How did they pivot? I'm excited to talk about how personal development, all that good stuff. Nice. Well, great to have you, man. Hey, starting off, let's just go back in time and give us the one one on one story of Donovan Yang. You know, how did you become an entrepreneur? What what drew you to where you are today? Man, I'll tell you this. It's I say in my bio, it's in my blood because it really starts that way. Right. Um, being Hmong American, right? My family came from the Vietnam War. Um, no opportunity, literally nothing. Right. I, I heard stories of my grandparents going to war, fought their way here, right? Trying to trying to figure out the American American dream, literally. Didn't speak the language. They would do anything to, for their jobs, right? My my parents tell me they would clean. Right. They do anything like that. They would do uh, all these different odd jobs. And eventually they realized, you know what? I see opportunity here. Right. I can a I can continue working these odd jobs that we really don't feel happy about, but it gets our family going. Right. And, and by the way, there's supporting like a family of eight to 12 at this time in one household. Right. So, wow. It, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So it goes from there and then um, all the way to them figure out, OK, well, how about this? Coming here, what's the number one thing that we saw a gap in? Getting a job opportunity, 
and language. So they literally did that. They made a business for staffing and language. So it's pretty, it's so obvious. So going from that um, past 20 years, a lot of my family business was um, Western bilingual. It was simply a translation and staffing agency. My, my mom, my mom basically transformed it, took over it, but she was able to work with a lot of uh high profile brands, um, nonprofits like Goodwill, even the Milwaukee Brewers, um, a, lot of, a lot of different brands like that. And just a lot of help, a lot of people like us who came from war-torn countries or didn't know the language or foreign, whatever it is, and really just help them um, live the American dream. But that's how it started, man. That's how it all started. Um, from there, I literally see, saw every day how hard my mom worked as a young man, even boy, like all the way since I was a kid, just really just late nights, right? Trying to, you know, hey, we can't go to this place. Hey, we can't spend this much money, uh, whatever it may be, because she was really heavily invested in the business, right? So I got to see all that in the background. Eventually, when I was like, I would say like 16, 17, 18, she kind of got me a little more involved. She said, hey, I need somebody to like build me a website or take care of my digital marketing or do some sales, right? So what? that's how I started really, yeah, really get my feet wet in that. It was really weird. She was just kind of like, just pick up the phone and tell me what we do. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. scary, man. I don't know about you, but some guys are just like born to do that. Right. But, um, just, just selling candy, whatever it may be. But that was that was like my training ground to really yeah. touch, like just calling these high, um, high level HR professionals. Hey, you know, can I can I take care of your uh, no pitch at all? Can You know, we do translation services and staffing. Can we help you? Like I didn't have nothing clean to say. It was just really just an ask, ask. And right. I just remember at a young age, right? Um, they just didn't like rejection, rejection. And that was my first experience of like real sales. And I didn't like sales at first. Right. I'll tell you that up front because it's sure. it just unless someone teaches the right way. OK, right. And then uh, f- from there, did my own thing. Um, I realized that, hey, going into college, I wanted to be. Uh, it's weird when you're Asian. I'll put this out there. This probably resonated with more Asian folks. If uh, school is everything. Right. And either you're a doctor or a lawyer or um or engineer or you're disowned no i'm just kidding <laughs> but that that's like right. the mindset yeah, yeah or like or you get straight a's and and if you get a b <laughs> you're disowned right Those yeah so is, there, yeah that, that that does have some weight with older generation so yeah. um and I, and I always figure out like oh yes yeah, so i'm gonna be a doctor and then i said okay doctor's not gonna be right for me i just yeah. i worked at a, a row of healthcare and i and i gave food to everybody so i saw the lifestyle that lived it wasn't for me pivot right. engineering I did not want to do that. And then I realized, you know what? Let me just go out there in the marketplace and figure out what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And every, everybody at a young age, especially the 18 to 21, everyone always asks that same question. What do you mm-hmm. want to do when you grow up? Nobody knows, right? You just got to figure it out by doing, trying new things. Try it out. I was fortunate to work under um, a pharmacy company, under the chief uh, human resource officer. So I got to be his, his assistant. So I got exposure to the the entire um pharmaceutical companies brand so everything from hr to sales to communications marketing like i got to see everything and i was the guy writing notes right right so that really gave me insight and um the day right before i left i realized it was for my negotiation for a salary right Mm -hmm. so this is really it started trickle it's the first time ever negotiated for you know my compensation and um the first 30 minutes i was like I was just kind of going around the bush like, hey, you know, uh, I was speaking with the, the the CEO. He was like, oh, what, what you said you want to meet with me today. What's going on? Right. And I said, hey, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I want to meet with you. I'm not happy with my job. That's basically what I said. Right. I was only 18, 19 at that time. Right. I was going through the conversation, going through the conversation, just telling him, you know, like, hey, like, you know, assistance, it's OK. I've got to see a lot of growing a lot professionally. Right. Being exposed to all of the executives. But. I don't know. I just, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not happy here. And then basically what I, it came down to the last five minutes, I told them like, Hey, you know, actually like, I'm not happy because I'm getting paid like eight bucks an hour for, you know, a, a assistant HR position. Right. right. So I realized then after that, I was like, you know what, I, you know, after that conversation, I got like a $2 raise, Woo-hoo! like, you know, it's just nothing, <laughs> but, but it, I realized then and they're like, Hey, if, if I continue to work for somebody, I'm always going to be at the mercy of um, a my KPIs, key performance indicators, my performance, how they feel about me, right, whatever it may be, and I'm always have to work for my money for them. So I said, how about I just do what I'm really good at? I loved basketball at the time. I was able to actually um, this is how I started the video company. I said I like video a lot. Why don't I just record? So I at that point, 
I started video recording this when I started my video marketing company at like 18, wow. 19 years old. Yeah, I started recording for a trainer who trained me when I was in high school. He's a professional trainer, trained guys in the G League, NBA, um, Euro League, all that, right? He was at that high level. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, yeah. And I started doing high school video shoots, right? So I would like literally work with some of the best high school players in the state, uh-huh. right? And then eventually, you know, as time went on, we got to uh, do some uh, videos with like, you know, Ex NBA players like Steve Novak, like I got to play basketball against him and his buddy, wow. like at the MSOE. So it was just a really cool experience. Right? Did you beat him? No, I, I played his friend, but I got a couple points. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> but he was still like six five, and he played professionally. And so I was yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah. that means I can go pee with the pros. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's awesome. So, man. so that's really how a lot of that started, you know, and I, and then. At this time, too, uh, a lesson I want to share from this is I didn't officially create an LLC at this time because I didn't know what that was, right? Mm-hmm. And at the time, it was going to be a partnership with the the um, the training guy, right? It was just a lot of like conversations about um, like, hey, you know, let's yeah, let's create a let's create a training basketball training brand. Like, I literally can help you blow up because mm-hmm. at this time, like social media, Instagram, all that was just like just starting, right? We're with, with basketball coming out there, so. In my mm-hmm. opinion, I was one of the early adopters, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it came down to basically like all these promises being made. I did a lot of free work, like everything was free, right? Um, and when it came down to, and we he went through legal Zoom. Yeah, he didn't even put me as fifty fifty uh, partner. He put him and his wife, and I was oh, confused. Wow. And I was like, I was like, because at that time I had to navigate that conversation, right? He's right. a much older guy than me. I was like, hey, you know, why why is your wife on it and you and I'm not on there? And he's like, well, when I spoke with the lawyer, he said it would make more sense if, um, you know, you do your own thing and I do my own thing. Hmm. So I, I then realized like, hmm, okay, well, your word is your bond, really, right? And if you tell people, hey, like, I think we can actually be partners in this, but on paper, you say that. I don't own anything, right? right? Then, you know, there's a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. And of course, I had this conversation with my uh, buddies. He's a, he was in business fraud. He, he was like, Don, what are you doing? Like, why are you even like still spending time with this guy? He's like a waste of your time because he basically just told you that he didn't value enough to be a partner, right? Right, right. They so learn the hard way, right? After yeah. doing like hundreds of hours of videos and trainings and all that and not really getting paid at all because, you know, wow. it's a startup. So that, that game, that like, like made me very upset and, I understood and, you know, try to work with them, do my own thing. And it ended up not working, but that basically made me think, okay, well, um, I keep working with these sports guys and this and that. But uh, then I went to try like doing a lot of different, like small business owners, right. Doing like restaurants, e-commerce, this and that. Uh, and then I realized influencers, influencers were, were my niche, like real, real speakers, right. From big executive companies, right. Um, world-class speakers, this and that, that became my niche, got very, um, tune up in that world right doing all the videos for them and content heavy and creating like viral style videos and and pages and stuff like that and uh and that's where i really fell in love and that's where actually um i got like a master class of personal growth through like a lot of high level teachers who mm-hmm. actually been there done that mm-hmm. um at the same time growing the business and i realized mm-hmm. from guys who were faith-based to guys who are just kind of like in their own mindset right because everyone thinks differently Right. Sure. I saw the differences, got the growth pattern going. Um, and then really from there, really excel from there. And that's obviously how I ended up eventually uh meeting Greg. Like I literally played Greg on one on one from Redwood, and that's how we got into the whole conversation. And that's and cool. obviously I yeah, told Greg, I asked Greg to come on the show. He's still gonna do it. He told me he would. I'm gonna hold oh, it yeah. to it one of these days. <laughs> We're gonna get him on. What did he yes, say? Sir. He's out too busy, or he said, uh, I'll let you know. No, he said he's in. I just need to uh, follow up with him. It's on me. I'm not, mm. I, I got to get back with him. He's a busy man, hey, man. but you're in yeah, business so, development. you know, no one guys, you know, no one mentors, right. Is, is so key yeah. even, and even like your example of, you know, the bad experience, right? Like you can learn from crappy leaders and mentors too, you yeah. know? So it, the most important thing is you get some and you start taking action and, and doing stuff. Cause most people just sit around and they, they think they're going to wait till they learn everything before, before they start taking action and actually, going and doing anything and then they get nowhere they just stay where they're at right or actually if you're not moving forward you're going backwards so you know it's it's uh it's pretty important you said a couple things in there donovan i want to kind of circle back to you which which really resonated with me 
And, uh, you know, you talk about rejection and sales and, you know, how your family saw needs and people. And, you know, I think sales is one of those things. It's kind of one of those, it's a, it's a dirty word, right? Like people yeah. hear sales and it has like in general to yeah. most consumer minded people, it has a negative connotation because they've never actually been on the producer side. They've never, they've never produced, you know? And I, th- I, my, my brother used to say, he thinks everyone at some point should have to wait tables. It should mm. be like a general requirement. Um, yeah. And I've actually never waited tables, but you know, I've, I've done some things in sales and I, I just, it's, it's such a blessing to move from being a total consumer minded person to a producer where you actually have to fill a need, figure out how to help people. And, mm. and one thing I see people doing so wrong is is they're trying to they're trying to tell people what they got as mm. opposed to ask questions and, and really figure out how they can really help people. You know, I see that day to day so much. We're you know we're too busy trying to tell other people and I'm guilty of this just like anybody else. So I'm not, you know, this isn't me pointing the mm. finger at people, but you know, asking questions and figuring out what other people really need, really are looking for. What 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 how can you help them get where they want to go? and not help you get what you want. And, and, and it's just such a fundamental sales mindset thing. What, what else did you learn in your early days of sales? Cause you, you know, picking up the phone, calling strangers, right? I remember the days in high school, you know, <laughs> I was like nervous to call a girl or like, yeah. you know, nervous to call some, some stranger or, or whatever. And like now after doing all these phone calls and, you know, door, door knocking essentially, like, you know, I can't imagine being nervous to make a phone call these days. What, you know, what other stories do you have from your early entrepreneurial days that kind of really taught you lessons in sales? Yeah, man. Um, I'll tell you one that's relevant to my me now that really solidified things. There's some early ones too, but as you were speaking about, you know, the mindset of just really the the servitude uh service, right? Um, uh it's it's called the law of compensation, right? Making money is a byproduct of serving people. Simple as that. The more you serve, the more you earn, right? A lot of salespeople sometimes, especially in companies, they flash the money too much. Like, hey, if you'd sell one more thing, you'd get this bonus. You sell a couple more of these things, then um, you'd be ranked higher in, in the rankings and you get the glory, right? right? So you start feeling that different pressure and you start feeling, you start putting numbers for people. Right. So I've done that and I've done the opposite, which is now we're putting people first. Right. right. Once you start putting the numbers before people and uh, it becomes a money thing before serving, right, then you start going against your values. Right. So being young and early, I had to really understand what are my values, because mm-hmm. me and you both know sales is the most honorable role you can really literally do. Right. You're serving people. Right. You're being a, a open air. Right. But taking that uh, information and seeing how you can really just simply align with your service or products. Right. Mm-hmm. So. And a lot of that too, and early, um, I've been fortunate as a believer of Christ, I'm a Christian. Um, a lot of it came from evangelism, right? Mm-hmm. So at that age, I believe that really taught me how to really sell because at the end of the day, you have to approach it, have a conversation about it, talk about it, be an expert in your field, right? Have a values behind it, right? Because the moment you open your mouth and speak to whether it's a uh, a business consumer or just a, you know somebody on the street, Mm-hmm. They'll know within a minute or 30 seconds if they can trust you or not, just by the way yeah. you approach them, just by the way you ask them questions, right? All those different things. So right. I'd say a big one when I was in my early entrepreneur years, when I started actually getting really good was A, right? Am I, am I value system? Is it right? Is my mindset right. right? Right. Are the things that I'm saying actually serving that person? And because 100%. I've done that, God's going to give me some um, golden tickets and those tickets are a little money for me. Right. Right. So those are a couple of um, nuggets I'll share on that on the early days. It's really good, man. You know, it's funny. You just this week, I was looking at some of my social media content and, and uh, yeah. some of the numbers, right? Like I always mm-hmm. said, I, I'm not doing this for numbers. I'm not going to post stuff just because I think I'm going to get likes. I'm not going to be making some trendy TikTok video just to get traction. <laughs> like it's like an integrity thing. Like I, I get, yeah. you know, you got to, you got to get attention. But like to me, there's an authenticity. Like one thing I hate is like clickbait thumbnails on YouTube videos. That's one of my like hugest turnoffs is when I, I click on a video and the thumbnail and like the title says it's going to be one thing. And then the video like isn't even about that at all. Uh, it just <laughs> drives me crazy. But, you know, it goes to building reputation. 
right? And and the real money in business is based off of long-term repeat customers. It's not based off those quick onesie twosie sales. And people get this wrong all the time. They destroy relationships. You know, they have bad reputations in business. Yeah, you might have gotten paid once, but that person's never coming back through your door to to do that repeat business. And that's really where companies and uh and people make money. So, you know, it's kind of counterintuitive, but you know, if you get that selfish mindset, you're gonna destroy your reputation and and people are gonna see right through you. You know, they're gonna see that. You did mention your faith background, Donovan. And yeah. you know I'm a man of faith myself, and we love talking about it. So talk a little bit about your faith background. Have you always been a Christian? Are you a lifelong Christian? Are you a convert? What's your faith story? Yeah, um, I'll get to the whole story about how I got into it. But I would tell you that yeah, I was born into the faith. My my parents literally um, bathed me in water and said that I'm going to raise this child as a um, believer of Christ, right? Grew up in the church of the Methodist side. Um, and I took leadership roles like literally when I was like 13. Oh, all wow. the way until like 21. Yeah. So I eventually on the, um, that side, I became like a vice. Pr- I worked my way all the way up from like a dance teacher, all the way to like a, um, um, teaching for like, uh, Wednesday nights, teaching to the youth high school. And then I became vice president of the organization. So there's, we have around at that time, we had around like 500 to three to 400 kids. Right. So every year we do like a big, um, camp in the, in the yeah, like by Arkansas. Uh-huh. Right. And then I'll help organize that. And man, I've seen so much, I've seen everything though, all those kids go through from all across America. So I got to be in front of a lot of that interaction. And that honestly, um, bathes me into being a really like a believer. Like I've mm-hmm. seen God, like really transform myself from 13. That's when I, I legitimately committed. Cause I, at that time I actually, um, wanted to att- attempt a suicide. Right. Oh, wow. And I, yeah. And then when I was younger, I had this, uh, this ninja sword, and I and I and I and I, I held it a couple of times, and I because it was the first time I tried to do it. And I and I told God like, hey, like at that time when I was at my lowest point, I said, is this if this is all that life has for me, then you know what's the point of living, right? Um, and and then and then God, I don't know what it was, a feeling, the Holy Spirit. I had images in my mind. Something deep inside just spoke to me and said, hey, you know, if you if you, you know, let go now, right, you won't be able to experience the gifts I have in store for you. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like, like, I just had like memories of, Hey, if you stay here on earth, you, you can, you can build a family, right? You can actually build a legacy. You eventually have those relationships. Like you won't experience any of that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then as I've grown throughout the years and my, my teens, when I was at that age, I actually got experience everything that he was going to promise me, the good news. And that's when at that same day, I started getting more into the scripture, asking a lot of questions to my my pastor to a lot of people in the faith that people I looked up to and just built up, man. And I've always um, been dedicated to it, right? Been a strong disciple of Christ. And that's why in all that I do, I probably have like over a thousand hours of like community service too. I spoke as well to at Salvation Army. All right. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of that. We did like our, our youth, like we really, at that time, we really were heavily invested into the Milwaukee community. Right. And that's yeah. one thing I'm very proud of. Like, um, a lot of people look at community service as just an, an extra thing to do. I looked at it as it's, it's necessary. It's just necessary, right? Just like how you're talking about waiter and waitresses, right? It's a necessary thing um, to really go out there and try to evangelize, spread the word and do all that. Sure. So yeah, I translate a lot of that to, um, you know, just my character work, everything, man. How you do yeah. one thing is how you do everything, man. That's awesome. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, it's a crazy story. Right. And, you know, yours is probably more intense than most as far as like the whole thoughts of suicide moment, you know, that really Mm kind of was that turning point. I think Mm -hmm. I think just about everybody, at least that I know, I know I did. Maybe maybe I'm I'm misrepresenting this, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a lifelong Christian, too. I was baptized as an infant and Mm -hmm. have been in the church and a believer my whole life. And, you know, there were times in my younger years and you know, God forgive the sins of my youth. Like David prayed, right? Like yeah. kids are going to do stupid stuff. <laughs> and I was no different. Right. That's and then right. I got to, the, I had this moment in like my college days where oh, yeah. I, you know, I would, I would actually wake up and go to church consistently all through college. And I, you know, I was off on my own and I would, I would drive back to my home church. It was like an hour drive. I'd wake up early 
and go. And it'd be after a night of drinking. Half the time, I'd probably still be buzzing in the morning. Yeah. There was even a day I threw up in the parking lot after church because I was still so in such bad shape the next day. Right. Mm-hmm. But like it, w- it was those days and it might have been that day that I, I had this like wake up call of like what, you know, why am I not doing I'm not living my life in accordance with what I'm confessing with my mouth. Right. And there was that disunity of like, I'm, I'm a hypocrite, you know, I'm not, I'm not authentic to what I say I believe. And, and that was kind of my turning point back in those days. And I had to really get serious with, and, and obviously you grow and change and learn and you're never perfect and you still make mistakes even after that point. Right. So, um, but I I feel like everybody kind of has a moment like that, or at least, if they're really real with themselves and they really dig deep, they can think of a time where they had that internal dialogue and they, and they, you know, I feel like, you know, Jesus, when he saves us, you know, he does all the work in my mind. Mm. Like, like, you know, we can't do anything for God. We, we want to, because if you have faith and you believe what he says, then you're going to want to do good works. Like faith without works is dead. Like James says, but those works aren't going to get me anywhere with God per se. And I don't really even know what my good works are. All I know is that I can go about and do my daily life as I go, you know, share the gospel with people, whether it's the person at the coffee shop or whether I'm doing community service, but like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know what the good works are, but God knows. Right. And, and I'll find out one day, but you know, it's those works done in faith that I think are the real good works. What, what do you, mm-hmm. what do you think about that? Uh, it's interesting. You mentioned that and, and it's a byproduct, right? It's not because the God, I want to prove something. Like you right. said, when you're right. truly saved, nothing, you can't do anything, right? That's the whole point of why Jesus died on the cross for us. Right. 100%. And because of that, the Holy spirit that is inside of you, it's, it's just a byproduct meaning, Hey, if I see somebody that I like, you ever had an ex- experience where you see somebody and you think you just had the nudge, like I should probably introduce myself to that person, or maybe I should just say something nice in the day. You look good. Or, or, you know, for example, when I went, uh, you know, we all go grocery shopping. Right. And I don't know why, but I've been, I've been pretty generous tipping people lately. Yeah. Um, so when, uh, I went to grocery shopping, right. Really quick, had to buy some stuff, things of that nature. You know, uh, we, I saw a bagger, right? You know, sometimes they look happy, sometimes they don't. This this particular young lady didn't look to the happiest, and you know, and we and we got things done. But I felt in my heart that hey, you know what? I want to bless somebody today, right? Because God's mm-hmm. blessed me so much this year, right? right? Financially, spiritually, everything. Like I can't, you know, I'm so grateful. So and I'm grateful for her just even being there to help me pack my bags. So at the end of it, I said, "You guys take tips, right?" She's like, oh, yeah. Like she looked at me like I was crazy because I don't I don't think they get tips. Gave her a tip, right? And she was, she was like, her face was in shock. And I was like, you know what? Hey, God bless you. Have a good one. That's it. Yeah. And right. she walked off. And and and, cool. and I say such a little thing like that because it has monumental impact, right? Maybe she had like a really bad day, or maybe some things personally were going on in her life. But mm-hmm. by just giving her, you know, a gift like that, in that time it was it was money. Um, but as well including that it was like god bless you and now she's like okay now she's correlating her mind like hey like dang god hooked me up today right Right. he's looking after me like wow right Right? and and a lot of people don't realize like you don't always have to do like crazy monumental things like be the number one podcast speaker in the world or you know be on stage or write a book like it's literally our daily activities how you treat others right it's it's so what do you think keeps people from doing what you just described what what keeps what's the number one thing that prevents people when they feel that holy spirit prompt or what you know they the spirit prompts them to do something and they're like oh you know maybe i won't do it what what keeps them from doing that it's their heart bro you know scripture says hey look into your heart and the elsewhere i'll will pour right they look into hey you know what it's kind of tough this month. I had a lot of bills. <laughs> can I, can I actually give a little bit? Oh man, I, I, I'm, I gotta go fast. I'm late for a meeting or oh, I, I'm, I'm not happy right now. Right. There's just too many things in the heart emotionally. Instead of just saying, you know what? I live by, by the word, right. Right. Mm-hmm. Go in the rule of serve others. However you want to be um served and treated mm-hmm. and, and just spreading that love, that love factor. Mm-hmm. And just, it just really that, that Holy spirit, when it convicts you, when it just, 
you know, it's that light bulb that that lit. You just said, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Regardless, even if I feel that way, I'm going to do it anyways. Mm -hmm. Right. And just put the foot down and go forward. So I think a lot of it is overthinking, looking too much inward on the heart versus Mm -hmm. just really um, honestly doing it by faith. So that's I think you're right. I I take it one step further. And I I think and and this is just my experience again. Mm -hmm. I know in the past it's like, okay, I'm at the grocery store or Mm -hmm. wherever. I want to do something nice for somebody. Yeah. Honestly, like what are the people behind me in line going to think? Like I'm going to look weird or people like that. Like I think a lot of people, at least I know this has been the case for me in the past and and sometimes even today, you know, you have this, Oh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to stand out. I'm going to look different. You know, this is going to be awkward maybe. Right. Mm -hmm. They're going to think I'm a weirdo (laughs) or Mm -hmm. I I don't know. Like, have you ever experienced that feeling? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you're going to, like no matter what where you are, you're gonna be a weirdo unless you're like at the church or something, right? Where it's right. like a little more accepted. But right. that's we all we all know that, right? We all know scripture says that if you believe in me, the world's gonna hate you. Right. They're gonna look at you weird. They're gonna look at and and then I and sometimes people even question me, right? But hey, at the end of the day, it's not even always just doing something nice for people. I I literally do for God, you right. know. It just it's for God, right? right. I love and that's it, man. that's it. You know, it's, this is one thing that, that really has, um, you know, it's kind of plagued my conscience, I guess, with, uh, some of the influencers I follow and and I get a ton from them and I'm thankful for them. And I, you know, I give them shout outs and I, you know, I still listen to them and all that, but you know, I think, um, you know, there's this, uh, this mindset of, you know, I can only say certain things, but I can't say the whole truth about what I really believe. Cause I, you know, I'm not going to offend people, but what, what you just said, you know, the world will not like us, right? The yeah. world, the world does not yeah. like the truth of what Jesus Christ came and did for us. Yeah. It, it is going to war against it. You know, onward mm-hmm. Christian soldiers, we, we put on the, the armor of God, Right. And, and go forth. And, and that armor is there for a reason because we're at war with worldly mindset. And, and I see a lot of mixing of like, oh, you know, you know, whatever your faith is in, you know, you got to have faith, but it doesn't really matter what it's in. It, I'm, you know, real truth is what GLE is about. It matters what your faith is in. That's the whole yeah. point. If, you, if the object of your faith is the wrong thing, then you're believing false. You're believing lies. Your your whole foundation is off. And you know, I I uh, it's one of the challenges where you know you want to, um, you know, you want to grow the kingdom of God. You want to share God the gospel with people. And then there's the challenge of you know that um, the world doesn't like the kingdom of God and doesn't want it to grow. So. You know, I can do things because I want to get a bunch of likes and get a bunch of followers, or I can actually say what's true and what's really going to help people because, and there's multiple ways to help people, but how do you, how do you think about that topic when you, when you go about advising business owners or just in your personal life? Have you ever given that a lot of thought? I'm I'm bold, brother. You have to be, uh, every, anyone you look up to in the faith, they're very bold about it. Sometimes even guys like um I might let my mix like their their uh well what's the word for it? Their personal views with like their faith views. And I get that there's gonna be different opinions, but you really can't change the word, right? You gotta be bold in your faith. So and I and I look at it this way and I see I have a lot of friends who are pastors, right? The ones that actually go out in like countries that get persecuted, like China. Yeah, like like missionary, missionary pastors. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, like real, like you. My grandpa went to Thailand for like the last three years, and he was he's a pastor. He's a doctorate and all that, and he's just he, they've seen it firsthand. And they, like you literally get killed for that. Like right. when I see those people, like literally, like they, their family can be killed, and they live in the faith, and they're willing to you know you know talk about the word, even though they're faced with all that uh, adversity. Like that's bold faith to me. Like that's mm-hmm. like the true test. And well, I look at America as we've gotten soft, like we became soft Christians. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, and it's hard to even say some of our Christians, some of, I feel like some are just confused, right? Mm-hmm. And you, when you talk about, uh, it's about the faith and actually like who it is, like, yeah, it, that matters a lot. Like you can't, right. has, I have faith, but well, do you have faith in money? Do you have faith in, um, you know, the, like the wrong God? Because I'm going to tell you up front, I, 
at even if you are you know different you know you believe in something different right like let's say for religious right reason you're islamic i'll say i'll still tell them like hey you know i i respect you i love you but i still think my god is god of gods right and i still think my my god is way truth in life and here's why and they might share with me with me what they have and that's okay that's okay yeah right but at the end of the day i'm not gonna like lower my boldness lower my standards i'm gonna show love right. and respect but i'm not gonna you know like you know, be, be disrespectful about it. Right. And when I live as a business advisor, like it shows, like I literally tell people like, Hey, you know, part of my, my introduction is, is, you know, I'm not your average business advisor, right. You know, I'm, I'm big in faith and I believe, believe in a lot of um service. Like that's my first thing I do. Right. Mm -hmm. I literally tell them like, they can feel it. They, I speak about it. And if they're okay with it, cool. If they're not, I'm like, Hey, that's fine. Right. At the end of the day, I have a skill set to serve you, but this is my identity. And, um, and I, and I realized too, in my company, because we became public in 2020, mm -hmm. surprisingly, majority of my leaders are like Christians, like believers in Christ, which I was very thankful for. Right. But when, when they went public, like now we have to be more careful with, with those different things. Right. Sure. And when, 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 just like, you know, for your work, right. We got to be careful what we say. And and now it gets to a point where like, oh, well, I don't want to look weird in front of people in public, but what, 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 what happens when it comes to like my job? Like what happens to it comes with like, um, you know, people I've met for the first time, like whatever the situation may be that makes you uncomfortable. Right. I mm -hmm. say, you know what? I'm going to live bold in my faith and I know God's going to provide. That's it. And, right. and I've been tested and and uh, and I fell on face flat. But, you know, that's why I feel like, you know, God gave me so much favor because I just I have that much um, boldness in him. hundred percent, man. Two of the GLE core values, truth and love. And it's just so important that you know, it actually is loving to tell people the truth mm. because if Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth and the life, no one comes to mm -hmm. the father, but by me, yep. then if I don't share that with somebody, then that's not love. Yeah. Right. And, and no, you know, it's not exactly like you said, man, we, we love people, especially our enemies, love your enemies. That's not easy to do. Yeah. It's easy to love people that love you. It's not easy oh, yeah. to love people that don't. But we're we should and we do. So, um, you know, I did want to just say one more thing. If you're listening out in, in GLE land, go follow Donovan. He's at DonovanYang.com, D-O-N-O-V-A-N-Y-A-N-G.com. And uh, go check him out. Follow him on social and uh, see what he's doing. He's doing some cool things. I want to give you a shout out there and just make sure people are uh, are checking out where you're at. I did want to mention one more thing before we move on to the next topic, though, and, and for the yeah. folks listening again, one of the main things I've heard as feedback from GLE and the content I put out is just how, you know, I guess impressed, not, not necessarily impressed, but, um, you know, people notice how faith-based a lot of the content is and they, they really seem to admire or, you know, really appreciate how, you know, we at GLE and, and some of my guests I have on, you know, speak boldly about their faith. And, and mm -hmm. I just, and, and these are people of faith that, that tell me this most times. Right. And so I just encourage you, if you're listening to really dig in and, and, you know, get real with yourself, your identity, who you are and what you truly believe. And, you know, if you're afraid to speak out, then, you know, it's really a faith problem. It's really, it's really a, a faith issue and it's only going to get harder to speak out and say what you believe. It's never going to get easier right now. It's pretty easy, but you know, with the way the world's headed at some point, it's probably going to be pretty hard. So, you know, you better start putting on that armor now, arm yourself with the word. So you're ready to give an account whenever you're, you're called, give an account of the hope that's in you when, when the time comes. So, um, did want to share that with the GLE audience and, um, I want to talk a little bit, you know, we're, we're running up here on uh, just a few minutes left in this show. I, I want to make sure we hit on some real business tips, Donovan. I know yeah. you help a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners and get their systems in order. What are some of the strategies you're implementing as you're heading into 2023 to, you know, get your consistency, get your discipline, get your systems in order that uh, others can maybe benefit from and start implementing in their lives? 
Sounds good. Yeah. I'll give a little more context too. So anyone who's listening, right. So yeah, I help a lot of small business owners. That is my niche, um, hand over a million dollars in software, marketing, print ads, digital. I do all of that in the Southeastern Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, and work with a ton of people, contractors, um, anything from garage door paint, um, pressure washing, even, um, dentists, whatever it is. And going into 2023, right. With a lot of these guys, even though they're different verticals, different industries that I do work with, it always comes down to when I look at one thing, right? I'm a system specialist. If we go into your business right now, how can your business operate without you? Or what kind of system do you have in place so your business can run even smoother so you can get more time back in your day and increase your bottom line, right? So that's what I always look at when I go into business and have those conversations. We have something called the discovery journey. And I won't go through the whole whole thing on that, but the whole discovery journey is supposed to basically put the business owner in the shoes of the customer from how they find you, how they interact with you, buy from you, pay from you, how you follow up with them, how you build, how, and then from how you get loyalty to you and then your friends, and then repeat that cycle. That's called lifetime value, right? And that's just like a basic um, uh, marketing term. Lifetime value is basically how do you continue to add value in, in business, not just mm -hmm. for them, not just from the services, but as well, just, you know, connecting with them in relationships and more. Mm -hmm. And I realized a lot of small business owners, they stop at, uh, like you mentioned earlier, when our earlier conversation, they just do the quick transaction. Thanks for right. your business. Right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Reality. My gosh. Like if they do a really fantastic job for that one person, they can right. literally be an advocate for them to literally be refer you to three friends. And now that we're all socially media connected, they can talk about one thing like, oh, gosh, they they uh, clean my carpet very well. I love it. Here's the before and after. Now right. you got 500 people looking at you. It, it's like it's it's crazy. But yeah. all of that is just um, concept until you put a system in place. Right. And take really high level responsibility into it, right? And if you're mm -hmm. too busy to even do that, that means you got to hire somebody doing the things that's taking too much of your time, mm -hmm. right? Um, the ones that, because I work with guys who are just starting, some guys to make six figures, some guys to make seven, eight, like I, I work with all of them. And the ones who are really good at delegating, creating systems, right? Putting things in place so that um, everything can work in conjunction. That's mm -hmm. what you need to do. Right. Right. Um, and and when people look at 2023, I know there's uh, worried about recession, for example. I tell people like, OK, great. Well, if you're worried about recession, that basically means that you're worried about your sales. So mm -hmm. do you have a salesperson or or B, how are you organically getting those those clients in the door? Well, right. I don't know. Well, first thing you got to do is literally Google yourself. Right. Google your business and see would you buy from yourself if you're a, a, a a prospect or client or customer in the marketplace. If you can't find yourself, that means your online presence needs a lot of work, right? A lot of people don't know this, Phil, but Google My Business is a social media. It's actually the number one social media platform for business owners out there, right? Most of the ones out there um, rely on it to really keep afloat. If you're into like e-commerce or you're like a um, a speaker or whatever it is, that's a little different, right? Mm -hmm. But most of the business owners I work with are the ones that, you know, um, you know, are literally running America, small business America. So looking at a lot of the online presence, taking care of that, make sure your, your website's up to par, right? You have mm -hmm. a system to flow it out, um, take control of that conversation initiative, get rewarded from it. So that's that's like my number one thing I need people to yeah. get figured out. They have you know, to you mentioned stuff. you mentioned Ed Milet earlier. I was just listening to his yeah. podcast this week and he was talking about how, you know, he's got a huge following, huge podcast audience, mm -hmm. you know, very successful businesses, very wealthy guy. And he to like until like this year or something, you know, his last couple of years, he never had an email list. He never managed an email list. He didn't do anything with an email list, you know, had no, no process way. or system around managing an email list. And he's just starting his. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> so even, even some of the best entrepreneurs out yeah. there still struggle with their systems and systems are why people value these businesses so highly. When you see these businesses that get these crazy valuations, it's because their processes, their systems, you know, all that's in place to where it's really hands off for whoever's whoever's buying that, right? And so, you know, then then that's higher value for for whoever's buying it because they don't have to do all the painstaking work to put those in place. Cause that processes and systems is really the hard part of building a business, putting all those in place and really understanding all those steps and and seamless 
making sure all those transactions, all those communications, all those follow-ups, all that, all that works together to get leads in the door and serve your, your customers. Right. hundred percent, man. You got to work on the business, right? If you're a business owner, listen to this entrepreneur, the real ones, I believe take a bird's eye view, right? Yes. You're always gonna have to work in it. Right. But the big thing is you can work on it and that's where you're really scaling. Right. right. That's my biggest thing I need them to do. And if they can't get that mindset like forward, if, mm-hmm. if anybody I work with, I won't work with them. Even right. they pay me a lot of money. Like I'm just sure. like, hey, you know, like I, it's it's going to be a pain working with you because you're, you're not you're not adopting that mindset. You're like too busy in the job. And no, it's only way for you to really help yourself is, you know, fix that mindset. And then we can start doing something together. 100 percent, man. I just Googled yeah. myself and I had mm-hmm. to put I had to put GLE after my name and then I was page one. But. There's, yeah. some, there's too many Phil Swansons, man. What the heck? What do I got to do? What is that, this? That means you don't have enough relevancy and authority in the marketplace, brother. Hey, we're we're getting there, brother. We're getting there. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> and, uh, and saying, yeah, in a bad way, but it's just that's just how Google looks. I know, it? I know yeah. what you're saying. I'm just, <laughs> um, so what what other systems are you putting in place, like in your personal routine? You know, consistency strategies. What what else yeah. can you leave our uh, audience with today? Yep. Um, you know, wh- whatever doesn't get measured doesn't happen. Right. So I've always been taught right from all my, uh, a lot of my mentors, even the guy I've been fortunate to even get mentored from, um, you know, the executives of my company, you know, where we're a billion dollar company and they're on the top of the top. And they said, Hey, you know, look at your schedule. How much blank space have you got in there? Mm-hmm. You know, are you waking up at six, getting proactive in your health? Right. After you've done your health, how are you help take care of your spiritual side? What are you reading? Right. What are you what are you putting in your mind? Right. How are you getting early in the office, whether it's at the home or uh, your destination and getting prepared for the day and executing? Right. Mm-hmm. How much like work are you putting into those different pillars of your life? Right. Because if you're just literally waking up to just go get coffee and then go to work at nine and then come back, like you're, you literally just missed out a lot of high level production you could have done beforehand to really personally take care of yourself, like self-care, literally. Um, I, I was told from a lot of people like, hey, the harder you work outside of work, the the easier work will be. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that, just really get disciplined, your schedule, you know, build that up, right? Even put in things from health, your spiritual family time, literally like put in like, hey, I'm gonna spend two hours this this after work to hang out with mm-hmm. them, right? Like that's that's what we do um, strictly. And even to Saturdays, like Fridays is a date night for me and my wife, right? So we literally would do something new. She likes eating, drinking, all new different places. So that's another thing I, I, I really have been adopting since last year. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's dramatically changed my life. And and sometimes you have to look at this feel like, what do I have to sacrifice? So for mm-hmm. me, like I love video games. So I like literally stopped playing like all my video games last year so that right. I could take my my income and all the pillars of my life to the next level. Right. Yeah. I love that. I just posted recently kind of about this topic because I'm going through this yeah. myself. You know, I yeah. have a two year old girl, you, you know, you're a new dad. And we talked mm-hmm. a little bit about that the other day, you know, having a spouse. And having kids especially can really, really show you how inconsistent your routine is. And if you had a consistent routine, it can severely mess up your routine. So, you know, I've really had to do a gut check and figure out, okay, Phil, if you really want to do these things you you say you want to do, how what do you need to do to make this happen? And I, I posted this the other day, you know, you need to do what it takes to get to the point where some of those things that don't serve you anymore, Mm. you don't even want them. You got to get to that point where, you know, figure out the things in your life that aren't serving what you really want to accomplish. And step one is really sitting down and getting real pen to paper, write down vision board, whatever you got to do, figure out what you want and what you really want to accomplish. Most people that, you know, I consider success somebody that's working toward a predetermined goal and mm-hmm. most people, even if they have money, I don't think they're successful because, you know, some of them kind of did it accidentally or that, you know, they're kind of aimless. They they don't even really like what they're doing. They don't right. have control of, of, of their time and energy yep. and they're not purposeful. The yeah. yeah. So, you know, if, if you have a predetermined goal, you know, sit down mm-hmm. and get really clear on what that is. And then as you start working toward that, build that consistency in, but you, you got to push out. One of the most important things is pushing out things that don't serve you. And that's, you know, that's what I've had to do recently. 
and and just get really real with myself and make sure that that's really what I want to do. And I do. And we're, and we're on that journey, but you know, I love that advice of just using a calendar. You can always tell if people are serious about what they want to get done by looking at their Mm -hmm. calendar. My, my, uh, Tony Watley, three, six, five driven society. <laughs> he, he's my buddy. And, and, uh, he yeah. always says, you know, if, if you tell me you want to do stuff, I'm just going to ask you, let me see your calendar. And, yep. uh, if you, if you look at their <laughs> calendar, you can, you can tell really clearly how dedicated they are to making sure they get that stuff done. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. And, you know, and starting to close this conversation off is I think the biggest compliment I got, um, I don't know if it was like the end of December or the beginning of this year, one of my buddies said, Hey, Donovan, I'll tell you this. The one thing I admire you the most this year is you're disciplined. I said, man, like to me that, that like, that's just a word to some people, but like, I really like was working on that like all year. Cause like you said, you work on that and like, wow, like you're really doing something. Mm -hmm. So yeah, man. So, um, being disciplined on that consistency is, is that's just really what it's all about. And like you said that how you, the things that didn't serve you anymore, what are you going to fill it in? Right. And, and filling that vision out there. So Awesome, brother. Well, thanks for having man. me and uh, sharing all that. Yeah, man. Hey, thanks for coming on the show. Y'all, if you're not following Donovan Yang, go follow him. DonovanYang.com. D-O-N-O-V-A-N-Y-A-N-G.com. Go subscribe to uh, his socials. Follow him on social, whatever he's doing. Um, and, you know, I got to ask you, Donovan, before you go, one of the things at, at GLE, we're doing this because I, I thought about my great-grandpa, and, you know, I've maybe oh. got an old home video of VHS tape of him somewhere, you know, yeah. maybe at a birthday party or something in a wheelchair and, <laughs> uh, and with my great grandma or, or maybe just like a couple pictures. Right. And I think of our next generations, they're going to have, you know, tens of thousands of photos and, you know, podcast after podcast of, you know, their family. And, and that was one of the kind of cool legacy mindsets of doing a podcast was like, Hey, you know, I had my grandparents on the show. I, you know, I tried to document some of those things for future generations. So if, if with that in mind, thinking that, you know, future generations of your family, Donovan Yang are going to potentially watch you on GLE in 2023 mm-hmm. was the one thing you'd want to leave those future generations with today. Um, no, that's a big question, right? I know. It's a I'd humbug. say, uh, <laughs> and on this no i'd say uh you know everything i said hear me out but out of everything i said it, it, i look at it, it starts with the faith right if you have that everything else will come right having the faith putting it first acting on that you get the money you get the you get the health you get the better relationships right you be more content you find peace no matter what this world tells you and gets crazy with from all these weird influencers media right satan's trying to battle you you let you literally dig into the word, right? You're gonna find a lot of peace and a really good life. And and when you get to heaven, God's gonna reward you with trumpets. Amen, brother. The peace that passes all understanding and the GLE value of faith, along with love, truth, courage. Donovan Yang, thanks for being an example, brother, and fighting a good fight. Thanks for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure, my man. And uh, all you out there in the GLE Nation, you go lead everything. If you think someone would benefit from hearing this episode or any of this content, please share it and send them over to GoLeadEverything.com to learn more. It has been amazing to hear about all the individuals who listen to and are getting value from the content here at GLE. Thank you for your support. You are the reason we do what we do. See you next time. Go.